The Bible Study Podcast, episode 695. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Genesis with chapter 49. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we continue on with this study, we are getting very close to the end of Genesis, and this chapter, Jacob dies. Now, I know I've talked about Jacob dying before. He really dies for good this time in this chapter. But first, he blesses his sons. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so I can tell you what will happen to you in days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to your father Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, the first sign of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Turbulent as the waters, you will no longer excel, for you went up onto your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. Let me not enter their council. Let me not join their assembly. For they have killed men in their anger and hamstrung oxen as they pleased. Cursed be their anger so fierce and their fury so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. Judah, your brothers will praise you. Your hand will be on the neck of your enemies. Your father's sons will bow down to you. You are a lion's cub, Judah. You return from the prey, my son. Like a lion, he crouches and lies down, like a lioness who dares to rouse him. The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come, and the obedience of the nation shall be his. He will tether his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He will wash his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes will be darker than wine, his teeth whiter than milk. Zebulun will live by the seashore and become a haven for ships. His border will extend toward Sidon. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey lying down among the sheep pens. When he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel. Dan will be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heels so that its rider tumbles backward. I look for your deliverance, Lord. Gad will be attacked by a band of raiders, but he will attack them at their heels. Asher's food will be rich. He will provide delicacies fit for a king. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine near a spring, whose branches climb over a wall. With bitterness, archers attacked him. They shot at him with hostility, but his bow remained steady. His strong arms stayed limber. Because of the hand of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, because of your father's God who helps you, because of the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of the skies above, blessings of the deep springs below, blessings of the breach and womb. 
Your father's blessings are greater than the blessings of the ancient mountains, than the bounty of the old age hills. Let all these rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. In the evening he divides the plunder. All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said to them when he blessed them, giving each the blessing appropriate to him. The death of Jacob. Then he gave them instructions. I am about to be gathered to my people, bearing me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah near Mamre in Canaan, which Abraham bought along with the field as a burial place from Ephron the Hittite. There Abraham and his wife Sarah were buried, there Isaac and his wife Rebekah were buried, and there I buried Leah. The field and the cave in it were bought from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving instructions to his sons, he drew up his feet into the bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. I can't read some of these verses without noticing the poignancy of losing a father and I'm sure it hits me differently than it might hit you because my father is 94 and, as I mentioned recently, uh, took a fall, hit his head, and seemed to be going downhill. He's doing better, but we know that his days won't last forever and they probably won't last as long as Jacob. And you wonder about what kind of wisdom do you want to give as a father to your son's before you die or to your children before you die. And I'm not sure that I would do it like Jacob does because Jacob is doing some prophecy here. And we need to divide up because I think there's two different things going on and a lot of this is unclear. And don't worry if it seems unclear to you. It probably seemed even more unclear to them at the time. And I say there's two different things going on here. One is he's talking about his sons And he really is talking about the sons themselves, Reuben, Simeon, Levi. But then he's also talking about the tribes. So, for instance, when he talks about Judah and he talks about that the scepter will not depart from Judah, he's looking forward to when Judah will be where the kings come from. He's looking forward to David. He is prophesying at this point. Judah himself, the son, will not have a scepter. And so there's two different things going on. So let's see how much of this we can pull apart. So Reuben, he's saying, has got some problems. And part of what he's bringing up here goes back to Genesis 35, Remember when Reuben went in and slept with his father's concubine, Bilhah. So that would be the mother of some of his brothers. And that's something you're not supposed to do. And so as Jacob is blessing his sons, he's not cursing Reuben, but he's certainly rebuking him for something that happened now years ago. So he's saying, you're excellent in honor, you're excelling in power, you're the first sign of my strength, you're the first son I had. You're the way that I knew that I could have sons, but you're not excelling, right? When you went up and you slept with one of my wives or with the mother of some of my sons, you defiled my couch. That's not good. Let's not do 
more of that. Let's do more of that excelling thing and less of the not excelling. And then Simeon and Levi. Again, he's got some problems with some of the things they've done. Remember back in Genesis 34 that after their after their sister, Dinah, was defiled, after she was raped, they went in and attacked an unsuspecting city, killing every male. And he's saying, so Simeon and Levi, you're violent. Let me not listen to the counsel of these two. Let me not listen to the counsel of violent men. And you, Simeon and Levi, are violent. You killed men in anger. Cursed be their anger so fierce and their fury so cruel. So he doesn't curse them, but he does curse their anger. And then he says he will scatter them in Jacob and disperse them in Israel. And so they're not going to be as prominent as, for instance, their brother Judah, who we're about to get to. Because even though there is violence in the Old Testament, for sure, and there were violence among the people of Israel, for sure, Israel is saying... I don't condone the violence that you did. Remember back in chapter 34, it made their situation there in Canaan be difficult where the people would hate them because of what these two brothers did. It was gonna, the guilt was going to fall on all of them. And so there is a, a reminder here that God is not so much in favor of those who are defiling their father's bed or those who are violent, that Israel, that Jacob here is really pulling out these two and saying, your violence makes you lesser. Your violence is a problem. And then he gets to Judah, and we've seen some of Judah's leadership already. And so some, as he talks to Judah and says, your brothers will praise you, is true. It's true of Judah the son. But then he, as he talks about your hand will be on the neck of your enemies, your father's sons will bow down to you, I think he's starting to look forward to the Lion of Judah. He's starting to look forward to the kings that will come from Judah. And that the scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the ruler's staff from between his feet, until he to whom it belongs shall come. Now, as a Christian, as I read that, I am reminded that the one to whom the scepter belongs would be the Messiah, would be Jesus. And, you know, that, that, that Jesus is born through his mother of the line of Judah. And he will wash his garments in wine. And I think of the wine of communion here, and I think of the wine being blood that he washes his robes in blood, that basically it is that blood, as we get into Corinthians, we'll talk more about the blood of Jesus, but that blood by which our garments also are washed whiter than snow. And then we get into some of these that are true, um, and yet I'm not sure exactly what they're saying. So Zebulun, he basically just says, you're going to live by the sea. Zebulun is going to be the people who are the seafaring people of Israel. Now, Zebulun himself, not so much. He's a shepherd. But the people of Zebulun will be the seagoing people of Israel. And then he gets a little more obscure. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey. (laughs) All right. That's really what you're looking for dad to call you. He will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. That could be 
be a good thing in the sense that he's strong, but he's also submitting to forced labor, which is not a good thing. And I don't know what he's talking about here, what specific instance he's talking about with Issachar. And I looked in some of the other commentaries and really didn't find a good explanation there either. So it's kind of be it certainly would be puzzling to Issachar, and I think it's puzzling to us. Dan will provide justice for his people as one of the tribes of Israel, which sounds great, but then he's also going to be a snake by the roadside, a viper along the path that bites the horse's heel. Uh, okay. I, I'm not sure what that is. I liked the justice part if I'm Dan, and then I wonder, is that biting the horse's heel of a horse that's the enemy, or is that biting the horse's heel of somebody else. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there with Dan. But it is interesting to note that one of the members of the tribe of Dan will be one of the judges in the book of Judges, and that is Samson. And I could see Samson defeating the enemies, for instance, by lying in wait. So perhaps that refers to him. Don't know for sure. Gad will be attacked by bands of raiders, but he will attack them back. He will attack them at their heels. Well, Gad is going to have the position of the one of the outermost tribes when they're settling finally after the exodus. He's going to be on the other side, on the eastern side of the Jordan River. So if there are going to be tribes that are going to come attack, Gad just might be in that position where they're going to be attacked first. And so that might be what that is referring to. Naphtali is a doe set free. It's a beautiful language and a beautiful song that's come out of this, if you're ever familiar with the John Fisher song about Naphtali. But he will bear beautiful fawns or he will bear beautiful words are the other things that's used for that particular things. I would think that we're talking here about Naphtali the son rather than Naphtali the tribe. And then Joseph, and quite a lot about Joseph. Well, of course, Joseph was the prince among his brothers. Joseph literally became this ruler in Egypt. So much of, I think, what we're talking about here in Joseph is talking about Joseph the son, not Joseph the tribe. And so when we get that they shoot at him with hostility and his bow remains steady, I think of all of the things that came on to Joseph, that Joseph was steady and that Joseph held up under all of the his brothers selling him into slavery and being falsely accused and thrown into prison and all of that, he was able to stay faithful. And then finally, Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning, he devours his prey. In the evening, divides the plunder. So Benjamin, the only thing I can think of there is Saul, the first king of Israel, is going to come from the tribe of Benjamin. And Benjamin will be one of the most important tribes in the time of Saul. But I'm thinking that if you have a father who is going to give you some wisdom, you might ask him to be a little clearer. <laughs> so, Or if you're the father who's going to leave wisdom for your kids, you might just want to spell things out a little more. But that's just me. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Is life feeling chaotic? I get it. 
I'm Rachel Wojo, host of the Untangling Life podcast. Don't miss the passionate encouragement and faith-based resources you need to help you clear your head and calm your heart. As Shell says, it feels like Rachel always knows what I need to hear. She keeps it real and is so humble. Her podcast is just the cherry on top. Enjoy Untangling Life with Rachel Wojo on lifeaudio.com or your favorite podcast app now.